Mike Jones, Design Conferences in Isolation. Welcome to episode 21 of Local Masters. Each episode of Local Masters, we take a look at what's next in business, culture, and creativity with a thought leader in their field. Real Thread does this because we believe it can help you be a master wherever you are. Mike Jones. Man, if you know him, you love him. And I'm not talking about the early 2000s rapper. I'm talking about the incredible designer, uh, the amazing conference promoter, the man whose talents and, and, and creativity are only surpassed by his immense hospitality. I'm talking about the mind behind Creative South. From Columbus, Georgia, Mike and his team gave birth to one of the most unlikely conferences around Creative South. Known for its intimate setting and its southern flair, this conference has grown from 45 to 700 attendees in just five years. And this is surprising for multiple reasons, but one of which is that Mike is not your normal conference promoter. He, he's a big man, a former football player who's deeply southern and isn't afraid to show it. Um, in this episode, we talk about that. We talk about conferences, but what we really talk about is isolation and how Mike built Creative South as a tool to battle that. We're going to get there soon, but before we do, Mike explains how he went from playing arena football to running a design conference. Here's Mike. My name is Mike Jones. Hi. My name is what? My name is who? My name is Mike Jones. I was sitting around with it was hilarious. I was sitting around with a buddy named Tom, my, one of my buddies, Thomas Cradle. He's a good friend of mine. And we were sitting around in my room uh, watching TV, just chatting. You know, he, he had stopped by the house for something. I can't remember. We were working on something. And, and a commercial for uh, our arena football team came on. And, um, you know, I'm a big dude. Man, that's no secret. <laughs> but I was I was in a wooden, I was leaning back in a wooden chair. Like, uh, it was one of those older, like, uh, that you put around a, a kitchen table or whatever. It's so just completely wooden. And uh, I was sitting there, and I just kept rocking back and forth in it a little bit. And we were chatting, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to try out for that team. I'm going to go, I'm going to play ball for that guy. And he's like, no, you won't. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to call him tomorrow. And right <laughs> as I said that, the back legs of the chair broke. And I, <laughs> and I flat-backed it, dude. <laughs> Thomas lost it. He's cracking up. He's having a good time. He's just hilarious. And I'm going, oh, you know, I'm I'm kind of hurt. I'm not kind of hurt. I'm laughing. We're both laughing. It's like, that's it. I'm calling him in the morning. So I, I called Coach Gibson up the next day. And um, I, I think I woke him up, actually, because I called him at like 8.15 in the morning. I was like, I want to play football. And uh, he, he said, well, you know, he asked me a bunch of questions like, how long has it been since you played? Well, whatever. Anyway, I ended up getting to play for the Lions for a couple of seasons. And uh, so I tore my knee up and it was a blast, man. It was a lot of fun moving the grown folks around and hitting people. Oh, yeah. As grown man versus um, college or high school, which is still fun. But arena ball is a lot faster and a lot. It's just a different level. So I had a blast doing that and I miss it. But, you know, I got to do it. So, yeah. What was it like being so involved in arena football and then moving into being so involved with the design community while you were doing arena football? Were you going to conferences? Was that like a part of yeah. kind of what you're doing? Yeah, I actually, um, when I worked in corporate, uh, like doing corporate design, I worked for this really rad finance company and um, 
they would every year they would send me to a W Max. So I, that was like my conference scene wasn't was a different kind of conference scene. I didn't know about like the intimate side of conference scene like we, we, what we do now. Mine was more of like, hey, it's a big show, you know, and it was. It was awesome. You would go to L.A. every year and you would like be with 6,000 of your peers or 5,000 of your peers. And it would be a big party and a lot of learning and a lot of like just a rad time. And they still do that. Like Adobe throws a great show, but there's 5,000 people there, you know, and you would end up having a handful of close friends you would end up making like a handful of close friends that you would end up seeing every year so for eight years in a row i went and those guys that i hung out with every year they're still friends of mine today so like i was already not really knowing it i was already applying kind of like my whole mindset of like family like you know gathering of awesome people um at the time but i wasn't really putting that together you know it was just what i was doing and i think that's just because like i love people and i want to have conversation and I want to get to know folks, you know? So like, I just treat people that way. And, um, so I was doing that. And then one year, um, I wanted, I had, I had been following like go media and the arsenal and like that kind of, that, that they were so fresh and new on the scene. You know, like the arsenal was a big deal back in the day. You could get like this rad artwork and use it in your projects. And they were coming out with all these cool things. And, I think for me, the mock-ups, you know, they had just started like doing t-shirt mock-ups and whatnot. And it just was like, wow, you know what? I really, I love this stuff. And then I, I saw a post by Jeff one day about WMC Fest and that it was, it was their second year and they're really doing this thing. And I was like, man, you know what? I got to try to go to that sometime. So I ended up, ended up getting to go to WMC Fest and I went to the second one. And I have been back for everyone since. I've been to two through six. Um, And Jeff, I just, the guy's a great guy. You know, like I've I've had great conversations with this guy and I I love his work and he was inspiring and and they're in that part of my life. And I was, I had a conversation with him about, uh, like, you know, I met him during the thing, but then when I got back, I I called him up and said, hey, you know, that was really rad. We don't have anything like that going on here you know, could I pull something like this off? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So between him and, um, oh, God, what is the guy's name? Um, man, Fran- Francois, he runs uh, uh, Montreal Meats. Okay. okay. Ever heard of Montreal Meats? He was doing his thing at the time, and it was like a combination of those guys, and I was like talking to them both and um, just, getting, you know, picking their brain, like, could I do this? They were like, yeah, yeah, here's some tips and tricks. And then I ended up calling Jeff and saying, hey, you know, I really want to do this. Will you come down and speak? Uh, be one of my first speakers. And it, it was me and a buddy of mine had gotten together. And uh, my buddy had a logo and I had the idea. And we came together and said, hey, we're going to do this together. And we did it. And that's how Creative South was born. Uh, it started out as the Columbus Creative Artist Roundup the wow. first year. And we had two two speakers, Von Glitchka and Jeff Finley. Oh man! And that was 2011, and um, 45 people showed up, and we were just like, "What? You know, <laughs> we, we did this thing. You know, we made this cool thing, and we man, we didn't know what we were doing. We, we thought we were big time, but we weren't big time. We had no money, and uh, 
I don't. We had continental breakfast here. Everybody could get Danish and coffee, so we thought that was pretty cool. Oh yeah. And we gave away some pretty cool swag, some T-shirts and stuff. And uh, but we didn't even have enough money in the budget to feed our speakers lunch. Like we we covered their flight and hotel, and they only were there for like a half a day. So That's it was like amazing. a half a day. But it was all you know, like we we did it. So the next year, we uh, me and my buddy got together and, and said, you know, let's go bigger. So we like, all right, cool. So we ended up having four speakers that year and um it got a little more traction we had about 65 people there we catered lunch we're like we thought we were the stuff you know but it was still <laughs> a one day thing but you know baby steps right and then um uh the third year we were sitting around we we said hey uh we went from the artist roundup on year one to the design conference we called it a design conference on year two and to basically we thought it'd get a more of a corporate draw you know like more people would want to show up uh it didn't that didn't <laughs> well but you know it was worth a shot you don't know until you try it but and then on year three we were we said all right we have to brand it something else and we were sitting around for i i would say a couple of weeks with different people at different lunches different people that were on staff with us at the time and throwing out names i mean random stuff like like chicken and biscuits kind of stuff, like just random stuff that made no sense. Like, how can we name this conference? And one of our um, people who's still on staff today, Holly, was sitting with us at the uh, Iron Bank. You know Iron Bank. You've been oh, there. the best. Uh, we were sitting there at Iron Bank and uh, drinking some coffee, having our meeting, trying to name this thing. And Holly's like, uh, I heard about this, uh, excuse me, I heard about she's a knitter she does knitting and that needlework and stuff and so she's a bunch of members she's members of a bunch of those kind of clubs she's like there's this um there's this one um thing up in atlanta or something uh knitting south or something and it's like why don't we just call it creative south and i was like that's it. it that's it so my buddy went over and he's like and he bought the domain name and that was it it was official so uh we had the third one and it ended up having 20 speakers that year we had no budget. We had zero money in the bank. And I had already asked 20 people. I had 20 people on the hook to speak with no budget. And I'm telling you, man, God just works. At, he works in mysterious ways. And he always has taken care of us. And he blessed it. I mean, that's all there is to it. I, I, I don't. I'm just the worker, right? I'm just here to facilitate what he's given me to work with. And he took care of it. The money came in. We sold 200 tickets and sold out that year. Because that's all the, the space we had is all it would hold. And uh, learned a ton from that about like a better way to do it. But yeah, we had 20 folks speak and 200 people show up on year three and we were this thing. And a little bit of buzz started happening. Oh, what is this Creative South thing? People were, you know, how did I miss this? Look at the lineup, you know, and we only had 200 people show up. And you fast forward to last year, we celebrated our fifth year and we had, uh, you know, now I'm trying to reduce the number of speakers because I want to have more FaceTime because I, that's the biggest goal, key for us. But last year, I think we we had like 16 or 17 speakers, um, 10 workshops, and seven over 700 people showed up from 33 states and four countries. And it's just, it's nuts, dude. It's just gotten nuts. And it's God, man. He's just been blessing it. And, um I, I can't thank him enough for doing that. And I want to keep doing it for him and, and using that as a resource to to reach people any way I can. So that's what I'm going to keep doing.
how much isolation I think affects creative people how, how I know even personally doing freelance work like how alone I felt and in, in doing some of that um, you're one of the happiest guys I know you're out there at these conferences bringing people together I'm curious I mean has has the isolation affected you have you has it gotten to you before that you know that freelance low no no I'll say no man no Tell me about it. What, why, so, why not? Just don't make yourself isolated. It's, <laughs> it's, it, I mean, and I know that sounds easier said than done. Okay, but if you're a freelancer and you're working from home every day because it's affordable, and we all know it is, that's true. There's a lot of ways out of that. Like, start, start, you be the catalyst to not be that way. So start a group, right? Say, hey, um, every, every other day, uh, you know, any of your design buddies who are local, let's, we're all going to meet at the coffee shop and we're going to work at the coffee shop today. We're just going to go take a table and we're going to call it our table. And we're going to sit there from nine to five and drink coffee. And we're going to, we're going to work on our own stuff, but we're going to chat and we're going to have fellowship together, you know? And, and, um, you know, myself, like I can't work at home. If I work at home, man, I'm going to play Xbox all day or <laughs> artwork or some nonsense. I'm going to have a honeydew list a mile long. So, I said I set out to say, okay, I'm gonna work at the coffee shop. When I first went out on my own, I didn't have an office, I didn't have anything. I I worked out of Iron Bank, and I talked to John, the owner. I was like, hey man, I don't ever want to be in in position here at your business if I'm not, you know, I don't want to take somebody's seat up. If I'm gonna, if I'm in the way or whatever, please understand, I'm not trying to inconvenience anybody. If you don't want me to be in this space because it's not my business, please let me know. Um, I do buy coffee in the morning, but then I'll sit there for six hours and just work. And he, he's like, he said, no, man, it's nice to have people in the seats all day. So mm. when people see people in here, they're more likely to come in. And I'm, and it's great for me as a designer when I first started to be in that setup, because especially down here, because all the prominent people that work downtown would get, you know, they come in there to get their coffee too. So eventually you're going to in passing speak to someone but you have to be proactive in being able to get, if you're in isolation, to get out of it. So, mm. like, for, for instance, I have an office with two other buddies, a guy I went to high school with and one of my neighbors who's who's now in here. And we all work. We all do projects together. So bring in your friends on things. Um, if you go to my website, it's stu- it's got a studio vibe. But we very, we're clear that, hey, you know, we're just a collaboration. Whenever clients are asking me about my team, I'm like, hey – serve is me but with me you get all these awesome people that i work with on a random on a regular basis because that's who i'm passing my work to and because of that um i don't feel isolated right and then be in the community like if you're in the community on a daily basis like we have a slack channel that's a creative self family channel anybody can join it. it's open to the public mainly it's mainly for folks that have been to creative south because you kind of know folks already but if you're gone to Creative South, you want to join that Slack channel. All it is is we just talk about business. We talk about we have a a, a channel for uh, creative review. We have a family a family channel where people are just talking about their kids and wives and randomness. <laughs> or we have like a tips and tricks where people are sharing like, oh, here's how I did this technique or whatever. And it's just a way for us to chatter all day. But I'm not isolated because I'm in I'm in that mix. So like, there's a lot of things you can do 
to not feel that way. Is, did that make any sense? Oh, totally, man. That totally <laughs> makes sense. And it's it's great hearing you talk about it because it's clear it's such a gifting to you. It's You almost make it sound easy, even though you give some great steps. Um, but I am curious, man. I mean, what's hard? What's hard about planning a conference like Creative South? Sure. So, you know, I think one of the things that for a conference promoter that is, is pressing nowadays is, is diversity. And um, for us, for anybody planning a conference, I think that's a uh, something you have to take note of nowadays. And we've, we've tried every year to, to make uh, headway and do what we know how to do with the resources we have. And uh, we'd love suggestions. You know, if you have resources that we're not, we don't know about or we have uh, haven't had access to or just aren't aware of, you know, like put, send me an email, you know, send me an email, Mike at creative south ga.com or, or hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or, you know, social media, any social medias and, uh, send me a link, you know, uh, send me some suggestions. Uh, we, we do a call for speakers every year, um, about around August. It lasts for about a month. Um, we, it varies what we get in. But I love suggestions, and you know, people have suggested people in the past, and and uh, there's people who have helped me out in the past with that, and there's people helping out with it again this year that, that basically look over my list of, of my docket and say, you know, yeah, this could be better, or yeah, this is a good track, or whatever. Um, we want to do better every year, so you know, we're not perfect people, but we love everybody, and we want to we want to showcase that. So if anyone has a suggestion to help us on that regard, you know, by all means, reach out and. Um, We'll take a look, um, but yeah, I think that for that's a hard thing for for conference promoters to do is, especially if you're in charge of the speaker list, that's a tough job hmm. for anyone. Hmm. And and me and a few other guys who who help do that uh, on the team are we always struggle with it. Like we don't want to over, you know, we don't want to keep bringing back the same people, but then we want to make sure that people who are on the stage have a really awesome message and that are inspiring and entertaining. Um, for the folks that have paid to be there. So yeah, any, I always welcome the help with that. That's, that's, uh, that's awesome for anyone that can, can give me that help. That's great, man. That's great. Well, how do you keep it together on the, on the blood level? What's it like juggling everything design, launching a conference because i'm sure there's people who are listening to this who are like man i'd love to do something like this in my neck of the woods but how the heck are you going to juggle you know your kids your wife you know with all the other stuff sure sure well first of all uh, i have a lot of help okay. right let's not let's not say oh i'm doing all this on my own i'm not there, you, you're just one person but it, you got to prioritize you know so if it's important you're going to make sure you have time for it and you're going to sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice something that's not as important. So like, even though sleep is super important for your health, I've managed to sacrifice a good bit of it and I pay in the price. So you got to get your health in order too. So, you know, you guys got to balance, you got to find a good balance for it all and, and making sure that you have the right people in place that, that help you the most. So I have a super solid team for Creative South folks that have been with us for years that are always on point when it comes time to be on point And, I mean, dude, I have an amazing spouse. My wife, she's always in the mix with making sure that the house is straight, the kids are taken care of. When I'm at meetings, they're, they're, she's got it under control. But then when Creative South is here, 
like my mom comes down and helps with the kids like you know um everybody that's that's on staff with us like we all just pull our weight and then with work like i said i have a great team of of people that i call on that i can always count on so you have to find great you know take that circle that family that friendships you made and like use them for their talent use them in their talents and and make sure that you have the right people in place to help because you're not always going to be able to do it but don't use the excuse of oh you know i want to do this or i want to do that but i just don't i don't know how i don't have the time like bull crap like i have a family of six i help run i i own my own business i run a conference I run another business with some buddies and I have an online shop with four other buddies and I still manage to do it and I serve the church. So I don't want to hear you don't have time. Like <laughs> you don't have time because you you did what I used to do and you're sitting at home playing Xbox for six hours a day. Like, yeah, there's time. You just got to you got to manage it better and you got to figure out like what's priority. And then you put, you know, your passions into action and you you set up different priorities and. I think that's that's what gets most people is like, okay, what's what do I have to prioritize today? And sometimes people just aren't in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, if, I don't know. Anyway, no, I, mean, I get it. I think, I think that, right. Yeah, that, that type of discipline's crazy, and it's interesting, you know, tying it back to what we talked about at the beginning. Sports. It seems like you being able to be so involved in football and everything taught you a lot about that. You know, just digging in, making things happen. Yeah, but I mean, I played. That was me from the, my whole time in sports. When I was in high school, I played three, and I kept, you know, A B average. So it's like, okay, you just prioritize. Like, you know, you got sports all year, and you want to do those fun things, but you got to do all the work to get to the fun things. So it's the same way with anything else you got going on. You got to do the work to have the fun things. So we're putting all this work in now, even when you're losing sleep and you're, you know, you're missing a few a few nights with your kids or whatever. You're doing this stuff because you want to make something better for everyone at the end, which is like the end result. So like there, you have to do a little bit of sacrificing and reprioritizing, but there is time. You just got to make manage it better. And, you know, it's like, people that, are, that, you know, have these great ideas. You know, I, I told them in my talk when I when I had a chance to speak at WMC Fest, you know, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So don't sit on the idea any longer. Just go do it. Hmm. Go do it. And if it fails, okay, well, you know what? You know that it didn't work. But if it doesn't, then why don't you do it sooner? You know, yeah. like, there's, you just got to get up and go do it. So I was telling him, giddy up. As my, my, one of my fraternity brothers, Joe, always told me that when we were going through college, he, his thing was, giddy up. And, you know, it was, come on. <laughs> That's do perfect. It. I love that, man. Uh, well, let's, let's just close out then. I guess uh, if you go back one year ago and teach yourself one thing, like tell yourself just like one thing, what would it be? That's a tough one, man. Just one. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, yeah, like an idea. Maybe it's a lot of things, yeah. Patience. I'm more, I, need to, I need to have more patience with myself and and with my team, my teams, I should say. I need to have more patience sometimes. I think that, that and just being able to manage, I need to be able to manage my list a little better than I do. Like, I, I think I, I would teach myself how to better manage myself. If that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Seeing people who want to make a conference out there, what, what's a what's a word of advice you'd have you'd have to them? Um. Stop talking about it and go do it. Right. 
you got to You got to move forward. If you want to, if you are serious about it, and it's been weighing on your heart and you feel like it's something where you need to be and you need to be doing that, then, then stop talking about it and stop wishing or wanting on it and go do it. Like the first step is to sit down, get a team together. You're not going to be able to do it by yourself. Even if it's one other person, have somebody to talk about your ideas with. And then uh, after that, it's all about just uh, walking through the steps, you know, make sure you secure a venue. You know, that'd be step two in my book. If you got a venue, then it becomes real. You have to do it. You know, you could talk about it, but once you lock, once you lock down in that venue, you're like, all right, this is a real thing. I have to pull this off. And then from then on out, just hustle it. You got to hustle. You got to you gotta move forward. You got to reach out to people who've done it longer than you and ask them the right questions. Uh, I think that would be my advice to somebody looking. Just go do it. Hmm. Perfect, perfect. Last thing. Someone's hearing this. They're like, man, I want to go to Creative South, but I am, I am shy. Like, I'm an introvert. <laughs> I don't know what to do. What do you have to say to them? Come anyway, you know, I, you know, people are going to people, you'd be surprised how many people will just are, are just like that, that show up that way and don't feel that way when they leave. Mm. Like they still might be a shy person, but they've managed to at least open up to either one other shy person that's there or uh, they've made a ton of friends because they're they've they've gotten out of their comfort zone because they're away from home. You know, like sometimes people are shy at home because that's where they're comfortable at. But then when they get out somewhere, they might cut loose a little more than they, they're not, they might not be as reserved as normal. So I'll just say, show up, show up. And if you want me to, I'll announce your name from stage. Like, <laughs> Hey, homeboy's shy. You know, this girl's shy. Let's, let's show her some love this weekend. And uh, you know, why not? Uh, I probably, <laughs> one, but like, you know, if I knew the person and I knew they were shy, I probably could get away with it. Um, but yeah, show up and, and it just, it's all about what you make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that if they need someone to say hey to, they can say hey to me or you, right? Yeah. All day long, man. All, all day, day. All day. We'll get you a beer. Now, listen, that offer stands April 7th through 9th, 2016. We want to see you out there at Creative South if you've never been. You gotta go. We'd love to meet you. All the Real Thread crew. We have a booth set up. We'll be screen printing some shirts. We'd love to have you come by and meet you. And Mike, obviously, Mike would would love to hug your neck. Um, but that being said, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. What a treat to have you on. I thank thank you for what you've done with Creative South, what you've built there, the community that you've helped bring together, just for the way that you love people, man. No one can hug a neck like you, man. So th thank you for what you've done. Thank you. Um, and thank you for everyone who listened. Um, it's such a pleasure to have you guys listen to this podcast. Um, let's say you've listened and you thought to yourself at some point, man, Creative South sounds great. I think there's some resources that can make it better. Mike would love to hear from you. Send him a message at mike at creativesouthga.com. Send him any resources you have. They're always trying to make the conference better. Also, while you're at it, head on over to servestudios.com. Serve Studios is Mike's creative arm, his design studio, and man, he's making some incredible stuff. So go check that out. I think you'll be really happy with what you see. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends about it. Actually, you can even just go through the back catalog of all the episodes we have. We're at 21 now, so we're building a, a nice catalog up. We'd love to hear what your favorite episode is. If you don't know about Real Thread yet, head over to realthread.com. We make some of the finest screen printed apparel in the world, and we would love to work with you. A new episode is coming up soon. Until then, 
keep on making things that matter. We'll see you at Creative Stuff. Sure.